We are live, baby! Welcome to TRB. This is the Resistance Broadcast. It's TRB Live, so thank you to everybody who is joining us live tonight. It is Thursday, July 20th. We hope your summer is going well. Uh, or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, thank you so much for doing that. Make sure you rate us and share the word about TRB. Uh, if you are with us live and you have social media, please share our tweets or posts or whatever and let people know to come on in the base and come hang out because it is time to talk Star Wars and talk Star Wars we will. I'm John. With me as always is James and Lacey and a big welcome back from the chat from last week, <laughs> Lacey Giller. Welcome back, Lacey. <laughs> Thanks. I, I sent that. in my first super chat. It was worth <laughs> it. $1.99. It was worth that- it. It was worth all $1.99 cents. Um, yeah, so welcome back. We missed you. Good to have you back here. I thought you weren't going to say that publicly. Yeah, that, well, that was part of the bit. But uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we missed having you for sure. I mean, it's. Uh, it, it was a good time, but of course, having you here as opposed to you know in the chat is ideal so you get to see your facial expressions your eye rolls and i think this is the nicest things, thing you've ever said to me that's not true you know, <laughs> you know. anyway but it's close no <laughs> <laughs> um so so everybody knows if you are in the chat uh, we will be doing ask the resistance uh, towards the end of the show so if throughout the show when we're talking about stuff if you think of a question you'd like us to talk about just use hashtag ask the resistance and Lacey will Make sure we get to as many as we can of those towards the end of the show. And of course, we also have Super Chats. If you can't wait and you need that comment read on the show and talked about, uh, you can submit those. And it also helps support the show. So thank you for those. Um, And there's been a lot. I don't know if people are online who listen to our show or not. I think social media is finally dying, uh, which is, you know, (laughs) however you want to think about that. You think it's dying? Uh, Who knows? What? You know, the world's on fire, but uh, the Star Wars galaxy isn't. But... For those wondering about what's going on with the strikes in terms of the Writers Guild, Screen Actors Guild, all that stuff. Now, we, of course, here at TRB, we stand with the writers, actors, and other creatives that are part of all the unions that are on strike. Uh, so since this is specifically just a labor dispute, it's it's a situation where neither SAG or WGA has called for any boycotts. And as a matter of fact, the union... No consumer have, boycotts, yeah. Right. The, the unions have explicitly yeah. stated that these upcoming shows and movies that have been produced still need support because they worked on them and they need them to be successful in order for them to be allowed to make future shows. So they need, as the industry is struggling, and a lot of people really are struggling right now as they're fighting for uh, proper pay, among other things, they do want support for the projects that they worked on. So the work being made still needs to be successful. But we stand, of course, with all those workers uh, again, writers, actors, and anyone who falls under the Screen Actors Guild as well. So that's where we stand. And I think UPS too, guys. UPS paints it pretty clearly uh, as we move forward here. Uh, and we're going to get started here uh, with a warm-up story. Now, John Boyega, there's been some articles about him. We'll get to that in a bit. But he did this short where he was featured on uh, The Hot Ones doing uh, with uh, First We Feast. And he was asked to rank the three Star Wars movies he was in. Now, if you're watching, you can see the video here. We are not playing the audio because we don't want to be charged in chicken wings or hot sauce. Uh, (laughs) We we don't have that kind of monetary gain that they would come after us for. So uh, this is how he ranked them. He said The Force Awakens is his number one. Then he said... That's right. That's the correct He said nine is his number two. So he forgot the title of it, but he said nine is his number two. (laughs) 
And then he says, Eat, which he also forgot the title of, is mm-hmm. his third favorite. But he said they're all lovely, and I don't believe it. But that's where his ranking is. Seven, nine, and eight. Um, I think some speculation would lead to that. But James, what do you, what do you think about his, his rankings? And the fact that he just came out and actually just went for it and said it happily. I mean, to me... I already knew this. I mean, just listen Mm. to the guy talk about stuff all over the place. He's probably never said it. And I think he feels like he probably can say it because, I mean, if you like three types of pie, what are your three favorite types of pie? You're going to put, you're going to rank them and you're going to be like, it's tough. And I think that's why he feels like he can get away with it. Now, I think there's a wink in the camera and he's kind of saying it's respectfully, it's the least of the three. Um, but he's still kind of alluding to he doesn't really like that one. Um, but I think a lot of this comes from what we know about how he felt about The Force Awakens and going into the the eighth movie, and then um, how he felt about returning with J.J. and how he's talked about working with J.J. before. So I think he really likes maybe how that that direction ended maybe. But that little slump in the middle, he just definitely didn't like. And Force Awakens was completely on a, a whole other level as far as like his career and his publicity and just the reception of the movie and how he probably felt as a fan of Star Wars. So I, I, it's I, like if you told me I had to bet a million dollars on it, I would have said seven, nine, eight. <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah, no. I would have said like... You get you either win a million dollars or you're gonna owe us a million dollars. I'd be like, it's probably like seven nine eight. <laughs> All right, uh, Lacey, what do you think? Interesting. Uh, I loved this video. I think John Boyega yeah. is one of the funniest actors out there, and I think he's so kind of people don't realize how funny he is. And this <laughs> like minute and a half clip is hilarious, and you should watch the whole thing, not just yeah. the Star Wars stuff where he does like his Harrison Ford impression, which is hilarious. Um. Yeah, just like James, this is not surprising. He's mentioned before how he didn't like The Last Jedi. He didn't like where his character was taken. Right. He's also stated that he really liked working with J.J. And that's who he'd come back with. So if you were to look at the three movies, which two movies did J.J. Abrams work on? Um, I appreciate that he said Force Awakens is the best because it is. So he's not wrong there. Um, but I do love his little kind of mannerisms and moments where you get to see his personality, like in the beginning where he just kind of pauses and he's like, yeah, let's do this, like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's any any secret he didn't like The Last Jedi, but I have to laugh because before I saw this clip, I saw a lot of those like crazy headlines and they were like, John Boyega says The Last Jedi is the worst movie ever. And like, nope. <laughs> but that's what they said in all these yeah. articles. And I'm like, did he? And then I looked at it, I was like, oh, he's ranking out of the three. Because in my head, I immediately went like, where would it list on mine? I was like, I don't think I'd put it last. I think I would end up probably putting Attack of the Clones last. Like, that's just, I've always been honest about that. It's my least favorite. Yeah. Um, And I was like, really? That's where he'd put that? And then I was like, oh, out of the three, he did. That makes sense. I mean, Canto Bite sucks. I'll stand by that. I've said it for years. I hate that part of the movie. Um, And if... He shares similar sentiment that I share. Then he probably didn't like it, and he's in that part. So, I think yeah. they did his his character a little dirty in that movie. I, I I agree. I didn't like what they did with Finn. I feel like he got stalled pretty hard, and they played him out to be a bit of a doofus. And all of a sudden, like that movie is Kylo's movie. If we're gonna be honest, like if you're looking for Kylo, Last Jedi that's, is your jam. That's the thing with TLJ. So 
I get I and I really enjoyed it when I first saw it and fandom kind of hurt it for me because it really mm-hmm. split the fandom and people were pretty nasty about over the movie. So that's sour the movie for me, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm starting to get that back because I'm having my own like personal relationship with the movie and not worrying there's about it. There's got to be things you stuff. appreciate about everything, you know, but then there's yeah. also things that you don't like <clears> and that's OK. Like that's part yeah. of the process of being a Star Wars fan. Ryan Johnson chose the focus on Rey and Kylo Ren. And I think I think all the other characters in the movie got hurt by that a bit um like i don't even know that finn aside from the end scene left that ship the entire movie and he's supposed to be you know our han solo so to speak but anyway we're not here to talk about that but his ranking was interesting i like you say Lacey, i would like to find out if he would put any of his three movies above any of the original trilogy you know because he was in them uh he's such a big fan too like i genuinely would want to know his ranking not for the sake of like picking it apart and being like oh he's you know like people do online like oh they know what they're talking about i just would love to know it also feels a little bit like first we feast knew what they were doing with that question because i don't know that they would have asked hayden christensen to rank the three movies he was in and have him be like, oh, probably Phantom Menace. Le- or, well, he wasn't in that one, well, but that's I was like, thinking the trilogy. Yeah, well, that's what You he... know what I mean, though? Like, which one James, would that's you why he looks at the, the camera and he, like, pauses a little bit. He's playing into it. He knows what yeah. they're doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It's like, it's just yeah. so funny. Yeah, he's, they're he's probably approved. People being mad at him. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, Lacey, do you want to save those super chats for Ask the Resistance? Or do you want to fire those up now? Let's just get into them real quick. Let's right. uh, let's kick off the show with some super chats. So right. we have Miles. Hey, Miles, how's it going? Nice to see you again. He said, as in, see you on the chat. Can't see you. I wish I could see you, right. but I can't see you. Uh, he said, thoughts on a Sheev Sith origin series, and what do you think of title Palpatine, as in T-E-E-N? <laughs> well, Miles. <laughs> I'm going to let John take this one. Because I hate Palpatine. Sorry, I don't want any more. I know. <laughs> I know the name is a joke, so I'll give you a thumbs up for the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I, I have made it no secret that I think seeing the rise of Palpatine and how he became who he is to the point where he infiltrated everything as a senator would be a mm-hmm. very good story. Um, and it wouldn't feel forced or like, let's try to do something with this character just to do it. I think that's an important story because his whole thing was manipulating other people to follow that path. Uh, how did he get on his path from a canon perspective? I know they did the Plagueis book, which is not canon, um, but I think that would be a really cool thing to do. So um, I I like the idea. I don't know about what you guys think. Uh, yeah, Go I wouldn't ahead, be opposed James. to it either, especially if they, if they wanted to make it like... Um... I don't know, focused uh, like sort of how Andor is like maybe focusing like on the political side of it and how he's like manipulating people and uh, moving money around and doing some things because he's trying to build his agenda or something that could probably be one take that they could do with it. Personally, for me, I'd like a like a preschool aimed animated uh, show called Young Sith Adventures, and he's the main (laughs) character. <laughs> and he just gets somehow a bunch of hijinks and stuff. Yeah, somehow Yoda's Yoda, they in it, obviously. In. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what makes the most he's sense. He's just to mentoring me. everyone. Yeah, because he's got all this time. He has so much. Time. Yoda's in. Yeah, anyway, Yoda's in everything. Miles, thank you for the super chat. We really appreciate. It. We love having you uh, chat on the show. So thank, thank you. you, Miles. Now we have Darth Snips, one of our newest 
upgraded commanders. Thank you, Darth Snips. She said, uh, I'm going to a Star Wars burlesque show this weekend in Seattle. All right. Uh, What character will be the best to see in the show? This is an interesting question. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say Leia because she's already got buns. That (laughs) so it makes sense. That's my answer. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lady Proxima. (laughs) Then you can do the Lady Marmalade Marmalade song and just say Lady Proxima. So do you remember when Solo first came out and I (laughs) thought it was Proxima? Oh, oh, wait, hold on. It's a girl in a worm outfit just talking. No, they they get the actual puppet or whatever they used and have it wear like provocative clothing. Careful, Han. Yes. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. So uh, that's my answer, Lady Proxima. We are Lady Proxima. My answer. I was saying, do you remember when Solo came out and I I thought it was, I couldn't get over not saying uh, Proxima? Proxima. Proxima, right. Yeah. I was like, it's that one, right? And then you guys would always correct me. And I'm like, I got to fix that somehow. I got to get over. (laughs) Yes. Okay, James. What character are you seeing in the burlesque show? Originally, I thought you were going to say Chewbacca because that was my first thought, too. Hmm. Um, No, I don't know. Um, I mean, anytime it's ever a cosplay, it's just like go through all the female characters, you know, your Padme's and stuff. That's usually. Yeah, that's true. If they don't have Kylo Ren with a shirt off, then like, what are we really doing? Like, that's right there. Same with Anakin. Mm. They should just have a number with all the men that have their shirt off in Star Wars. But then why not just watch the movies that they're in with the shirt off? Because burlesque, they take more clothes off. Oh, all right. Well, welcome to our family-friendly Star Wars podcast. (laughs) It's a burlesque show. That's what they do. It's They don't really show anything. They still have like pasties and stuff on, but it's a burlesque (laughs) show. (laughs) 605 million episodes later, the first mention of the word pasty on TRB. That's PG. Yeah. That's PG. According to Instagram, that's PG and that's okay. All right. As soon as you show nipple is where it's inappropriate. All right. Thanks, Dark Snips. <laughs> oh, Thala Sirens. Thala Sirens. There you go. Darth Snips. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny that she snips and I'm talking about nips. Um, anyway. <laughs> Darth Snips? <laughs> Maybe it's Darth Snips. That's, that is a great burlesque name. Darth Snips. Anyway. All right. Send pics if you're allowed to. I don't know if you're allowed to. Maybe outside, like you being like, I'm here. Make sure you don't get in trouble. All right. Super chat, Diana. Thank you for the super chat, Diana. She said, no comment, just showing some love. Oh, we love you, you, Diana. Diana. Thank you so Miss much. You. Uh, thank awesome. you so much. And that's it. I don't know how I'm ever going to top the last two minutes of my life. So, <laughs> Well, we well, can give it a shot because we have more to talk about uh, and more to talk about regarding John Boyega. So, James, what is cooking? resistance well as john was talking about john boyega is also sort of in the news for doing an interview with tech radar where he was discussing uh the future of what he wants to do with uh you know his career and one of the things that came out of this was that he was asked specifically about the future of star wars and he says look right now i am open to all characters i'm open to all opportunities 
He's just chill with whatever the universe wants to bring him. And I'm sort of paraphrasing at that point. Um, but because the question was about returning to Star Wars and he says, I'm open to, and he includes all opportunities, all characters, and that's sort of the response to, are you coming back to Star Wars? Would you do Star Wars again? It obviously led to a lot of speculation on, as John was saying, social media, because <laughs> it fires off all the time, um, that this is sort of his way of saying, yeah, I would. I would love to come back, which is sort of a change of um, what he's been saying for a while. And then he took to his own Twitter to sort of clarify that comment to say, but I'm not coming back to Star Wars right now. If I was, I would be the first person to tell you right here on my Twitter um, or my social media or from me, from my people or whatever. Um, so let's kick it off right now. John, what do you think of John Boyega's comments? Um, do you think he's telling the truth? Do you think he's holding some back? What's going on? He's already involved in that next movie. Um, I do mention the hot mic. I don't know if you said that, James, in this thing about how they said that they had heard. Yeah. Uh, Jeff I, yeah, I thought that was more just a reference to what he had said in the past. No, like they, they, they mention the hot mic, Jeff Snyder, mm -hmm. John Roca podcast where they said he's already back. Oh, at the right, bottom right. of this okay. article, just to yeah. bring up, since John was just saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think he's already involved for a lot of reasons um, that make me feel that way or think that way. One being, I he will like I don't think he would come back or they would bring him back for a small role that can be added after final drafts or whatever. And you know, before the strike, they had the Peaky Blinders guy taking over and, you know, finishing up what the story's supposed to be. There was a lot of rumblings that they're supposed to start shooting next April. So you have to assume that there's a concrete story in place. If this is going to be something that's going to be one of the first movies to come out. Um, and I know the, you know the strikes shake that up for sure, but I think he would have to come back in a big impact way. And then that makes me think of the timeline. So it's 15 years after rise of Skywalker, you're looking at full, you know, not needing to be trained or anything Jedi Finn. And then they can fill in the 15 year gaps with books or an animated show or something showing how he got trained and all that stuff, which is all good. But I like the fact that if he is in this, he's going to be fully realized. It's not going to be another one of those like Luke stories where he's learning how to become a Jedi. It's just like, there he is 15 years later. Uh, he is a full fledged Jedi. And I think him really changing his tune over the years, uh, even so much so that when, you know, he had said, you know, you're not going to Disney plus me. And he walked that back. Um, and now he even has movies coming out directly on Netflix. So clearly he has changed his thought on all of that from a career perspective. And frankly, his career hasn't really taken off um, that big the same way as Daisy Ridley's hasn't. And I know he's made stuff, but I the, off the tip of my tongue, I can't think of many of them. And I don't think that they have made a ton of money. So I think from a business perspective, his agents probably like, dude, go back and do some big stuff. Uh, get your name back out there. So I think he's already involved. I, I'd be shocked if he isn't. Um, and Snyder has been very right about a lot of the stuff he's been reporting on with Star Wars over the past couple of years. So uh, I think he's already in the mix. And um, I think it's going to be in a big way. And I think he's going to be a Jedi. And I think he'll work alongside Rey um, to fight whatever the new evil is in the galaxy. Yeah, Lacey, thoughts? I mean, reading through this, I really felt for John again with his 
experience with Star Wars. And the things that stood out to me is when he said, I got given this opportunity, but I'm in an industry that wasn't ready for me. And I couldn't agree more with him. I think not only was the industry not ready for him because he didn't get support from Disney and Lucasfilm in many situations where he was being, you know, harassed and boycotted and all these other things. I don't think the fandom was ready for him in the sense of there were a lot of people that were unnecessarily mean and judgmental towards him and his character, um, which is one of the best Star Wars characters. And I don't understand why people felt that way with the exception of clearly they have a problem with his race and it's outrageous. Um, that being said, it does make me optimistic that he's now changed his tune, like John was just saying, of uh, our John, not John Boyega, mm -hmm. uh, of saying, you know, that he'd be open to coming back. And like he likes all the characters that he's ever played. And he's always open to those things. Because just like we were just discussing, like he had said for a while, like he would never come back. He's good. And like even as of, I feel like it was like four months ago. He was talking when he was promoting the other movie he was recently in, um, the woman one. Oh, I'm blanking on it right now. The king, I the woman king, woman king. I, I was seeing the woman queen in my head, and I was like, "That's not it." Uh, the woman <laughs> king. I think it's with Viola, da Viola Davis, right? Is yep. she in it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was saying months ago with that promotion uh, round that he was saying like, "Yeah, I would never go back to Star Wars. I'm good. I'm good for now." I think it was yeah. a BBC interview he had said that. So the idea that, you know, four or five months later, he's now saying, yeah, I'd be open to it. Like, that's a big change of tune from even a year ago or two years ago when he was very adamantly like, no, I'm good. Um, which makes me think, like John said, like he's either in talks to come back or he's already he's already signed on. You, yeah. you know, you know why he said that, in my opinion, at that time, that's because that's when he was in talks. He wanted oh, to very publicly say, I don't want to be in Star Wars and let the public be like, we want you, we want you. Mm -hmm. And he used that mm -hmm. as a negotiation tactic Leverage, yeah. to get what he wanted out of the deal and showcase that if I don't come back, um, you can see that everybody's talking about how that wouldn't make any sense. Like what happened to this character? Why would Ray abandon him? Where did he go? And all this, if you want me back, you're going to see what it's like for me not to be in star Wars and how fans react to me not being in star Wars. Right. And I right. think that's probably why he's very public with all of that at that time. Um, and who knows, maybe that's, uh, maybe we can look at that angle with Oscar Isaac as, you know, like maybe if I need a new house and stuff, maybe there was talks then too. He said that, but then he did Moon Knight and I was like, I, I know. Yeah. So right. it's, uh, or he also <laughs> said he's done with like big projects and stuff and then yeah, signed on with Marvel Dune. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think that was probably when he was in negotiations. Now he's come around, and so he's needing to flip it back to saying, like, you know what, I would do Star Wars if the opportunity came up, which it has. Um, I would be mm -hmm. uh, open to waiting till they announce it to say that I would be willing to come back or whatever. Yeah, right, I, right. I think I think John's right that he's already involved in this uh, per um, the hot mic report and everything. Um, and that's, that's good to hear because that means that, um, that episode 10, whatever it is, uh, just might be a little bit better. Uh, so yeah. And his, his next movie that I was talking about actually arrives on Netflix tomorrow. Uh, they clone Tyrone, uh, Jamie mm -hmm. Foxx and Tayona Paris, David Allen Greer, Keeper Sutherland, like good cast. You know, you got two alumni from 
in living color together in the same movie. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'm going to check that out tomorrow. But again, you know, he went from saying, no, don't, you know, you're not going to stream me on Disney Plus. And now he has a movie that's coming out that looks like it's received well from a critical standpoint coming out on Netflix after a few days on a brief, uh, small theatrical run. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think he's coming back. Um, another one of our title stories is that the Lando series writer and developer has no idea what's going oh, on with the project. God, the pain. <laughs> this the was pain. a wild interview. I'm just oh, yeah out there, and this was wild. Um, yeah, I mean that is really it. It's uh Justin Simeon, right? Is that how you say Simeon? It? Yeah, Simeon. Um, yeah, he says that he was, uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase all of it. He was just very, uh, excited about the project. He thought they were coming up with something that everybody really liked and, you know, it was sort of delivered. And then around 2020, um, it was announced that, you know, that was happening, but he didn't hear anything about the project at all until, Kathleen Kennedy recently said that it's still happening and we're very excited about it. And he's like, is it? (laughs) Holy (laughs) crap. Because I've not been in touch. I've not been in contact at all. And I don't, uh, I think now is the opportunity for us to kind of sit around and say like, what do you think that means? Like, is he still involved? Was he quietly fired? Are they ignoring him? Are they ignoring the project? Like what's happening with this? And I'll start with you, Lacey, to bounce back. Um, what do you think is going on with the Lando series and why doesn't the, you know, showrunner know what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. It just, it stuck out to me that he's just like, yeah, you know, I was told we had to put a pause on it because of scheduling. And then the next update I got was in 2020 some years ago. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with it. And I think all three of us were like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Um, I just think it's wild. It's wild that this keeps happening. It's insane to me that all these people, these creative, like just ahead of their time, people that are involved in Star Wars keep being told like, yeah, we'll get to it. Or, oh, we're going to pivot this way. We're focusing on Ahsoka. (laughs) And like you hear from him and Ryan Johnson and other people that are working with or have tried to work with Lucasfilm that they're just like not getting any updates whatsoever. And been put on a shelf apparently and i didn't know that i would be in a position where a writer slash showrunner of a lando series would have just as much information as i would about said series seriously i i think it's i i still just even about lando like get out of that like what was with that investors day like what was that all about why did they do this big live stream yeah, where they're like announcing all these titles and putting these things up because it's a unlike I mean, it's sort of like Marvel, but they usually do it at like festivals and stuff. But, but they were involved in this thing, too. But like it was like all this Disney stuff and Lucasfilm, like why the 2020 Investors Day when it's something that happens every year? I, I just COVID. I still. I, yeah, but still, the like, there's so closed. much stuff that's still going on. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying like that year in particular, I think people were really just throwing anything like spaghetti at the wall type stuff to see if it would stick because they were just trying to make up for, you know, productions that got delayed, stuff that got canceled. When you look at what Marvel announced on that day, every one of those things has happened. All of them. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. And so it's just it's kind of crazy 
Um, actually, no, sorry. Uh, Armor Wars did not happen. But, um, but that might have turned into Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, I think they're. I think they retooled that for a different reason, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, some of that stuff is like explain it. You know, it's like it's fine. Things get reworked or whatever. But like, I don't think any of those shows are getting coverage like like Lando in the sense of like people being like, I don't know what's happening with it. And Donald Glover saying, Well, I'd like to do it if it's good. Worth my <laughs> time. Yeah. That. Worth my Worthwhile. Time, yeah. But he's like, if it's right, then I'll do it. Uh, but it ha- it would have to be right. And Kathleen Kennedy's like, oh, it's happening. You know, and it's like, what is happening? I don't know. I, I just it's a it's a it's a bad thing, I think, for the series. It makes me feel like it's probably not happening. And it's that it's falling into that weird Ryan Johnson thing. Hmm. this guy's even more open i feel than ryan johnson ryan johnson keeps saying like oh yeah it's you know we're trying to discuss we talk from time to time this guy's like they haven't spoken to me since 2020 yeah (laughs) it is 2023 i'm on the haunted mansion red carpet and i have not heard one thing from them well the interesting part is he's before the 2020 update he was told it was being put on hold for scheduling purposes. So before any of us heard about this show, <laughs> he was told it's being put on hold. And the obvious reason for the scheduling delay is Donald Glover. Um, and he's been, they've been saying over and over, we're waiting on him, waiting on him. They were waiting on him before they told us about the series. Right. So I think they were like, they had the agreement with Disney that they were going to do this show. Donald Glover's on board. They make this nice fancy logo and artwork and all that stuff. And they're like, we're just waiting on him. So are we clear to announce it? And they're like, yeah, announce it. That'll be big. People like Donald Glover. He's hot right now. He was a great Lando. But they didn't announce Donald Glover at the time. It doesn't matter. Like they they People had him in. They, they had him in enough to green light the show and announce mm-hmm. the show. Um. So the fact that it was delayed back then is crazy. And now the craziest part, like you guys just said, the fact that he hasn't heard anything in three years about this show when Kathleen Kennedy at Celebration said. We're really excited about it. Donald Glover is really excited about it, and it's still happening. So, I, I just there's the, there's a clear disconnect in communication, which is really bad if that's true between the people creating this show, the president of the studio, and Disney. Or on the other hand, she she just said that just to say it, which I don't know which is worse. And I finally gotten to the point where beyond the show. I tweeted about this and said, I am publicly saying it's time for a new president of Lucasfilm because it's just ridiculous because now we're we're being told at Celebration that it's still happening. Donald Glover is so excited about it. And the guy who's the showrunner and writer is like, I haven't heard anything in, since like the last Winter Olympics. So it's just like... And Donald Glover to... says he's like, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but if it's not worth my time, I'm not going to do it. Is basically he said, what he yeah, said. Yeah, he said he wants... He said, I want... I want to do it, but I want to make sure if I'm going to do something now, it's got to be good. So clearly it wasn't where they needed it to be. But it's not, hey, I'm so excited. We're definitely doing this. It was, hey, we're thinking about it. That's why I'm wondering, like, where is this guy at where, like, he put together a show and he wrote the show and Donald's looking at it and going, I'm not feeling this. Is he just out of the loop and they're, like, talking to other people trying to rework this? No, I, 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 I mean, like it could be, I mean, but it, it's just, I'm so tired of this, like them telling us all these things and them just clearly not being true 
or there's just a massive failure in communication, which might be worse. And which is either not one of those like triggering pet peeve, by the way. Yes, and neither one failing of those things communication. Neither one of those things look good for Kathleen Kennedy as the president of the studio because either means she doesn't know what's going on or she's lying to the fans. And I'm sorry, I love Star Wars so much. I love Lucasfilm so much. I watch American Graffiti. I watch Indiana Jones. I love everything George Lucas created. I love ILM. I'm rooting for the team. It's time for a new coach. I, I say that about the Yankees. They need a new coach too. It doesn't mean I'm like, it's okay to critique or say there needs to be a new president. It doesn't mean you're part of the menace. It's just a fair, objective view on it. And I'm tired of like... The oh, we're doing the James Bond approach where when we're ready for a movie, we're going to put it out. And then a week later, it's like three movies in the span of a year. Like, which is it? Why don't say anything <laughs> if you're not going to tell us the truth? It's it's insane. It's crazy. Also, so. James Bond is a terrible thing to quote slash emulate because James Bond fans are super unhappy but how with how anybody... the James Bond franchise is being run. So Because there are some people who are just like, constantly constantly defending kathleen kennedy and i like everything that they've made but even the things they've made most of them except like the last jedi and andor hit a lot of stumbling blocks and some of them almost didn't make it to the finish line solo mm -hmm. like solo got screwed because they picked the wrong directors for lawrence kasdan and they filmed the damn movie twice like we would be we'd be watching solo 2 right now and probably an obi-wan kenobi movie instead of what happened because of a failure in leadership so i'm just tired of it it's it's ridiculous even, even if you want to say they picked the wrong director or you want to say they picked the right directors they still fumbled on making letting those directors do what they wanted to do like cuz they're I mean look at patty jenkins directors yeah the problem was somewhere along the lines of like not being able to work with those talented directors. They gave and announced Ryan Johnson three new movies <laughs> before his movie came out. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And they're still telling they're still telling us that that's still in in the works. Get out of here! Oh, <laughs> it made me so upset when I heard this guy say that because it's not like. We heard it's a so rumor. rude to him too. It's so well, rude to him. Yeah, it's not, and it's not yeah. someone saying we heard a rumor that the Lando series might be in trouble. It's uh, no, I'm the person creating the show, and I haven't heard anything in three years. So, <sighs> just which is it? We need the truth as fans, and and investors want the truth. Like Disney needs to like get in line and figure this out soon because it's getting ugly. Yeah, I feel he bad for him just as a person, like to. He said he poured his love and heart and spent so much time coming up with something that he thought everybody really enjoyed and he presented it and got certain vibes from people to then be completely ghosted. That's mm -hmm. got to hurt, especially on creative stuff because it's like you put yourself into these projects. So that for yeah. me is like it hit like a personal chord. I was like, oh, that that's so terrible that someone would just like never get back to you. And you know, what? He, also, he, he directed Haunted Mansion, by the way. So he's yeah, got he that. Did. He's got that coming out and he's mm -hmm. working on this stuff. I hope he has great success to the point. I heard it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> to the point. Why are you laughing? I, I heard it was pretty comment. good. I saw Brian's comment. Come from oh. Uh, oh, to the oh. point where I hope he like, this is really good. And it, go, it goes so well to the point where like, how are you not making this Lando series happen? You have Donald Glover. You have Justin Simeon. You have fans on board for it. It's well, we don't know that they the have Donald Glover. I think he's part of the biggest problem here. This series does not exist if he doesn't do it. So they're either it's happening with him or it's not. 
So that's but what I'm I mean. saying. I think he's the person that's probably holding this whole thing up because he's looking at it and so. going like, I don't want to do it. Not not so. not until it's better. I think they're just a mess. I'm tired of blaming actors. I'm tired of blaming. I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm done with that. Like, that's yeah, my I'm opinion. Not... But I all I'm saying is there's yeah. clearly a, a, an issue if they can't get that thing on the ground, because this also would be the only pathway at this point to a follow up to Solo, because Lando's a supporting character. You make the series about him, but that's you get Han and Chewie in there. You get Kira in there. You get Crimson Dawn. It, like, it writes itself almost. But get the Kasdans anyway and Ron Howard. But. Like, it, I just don't understand it. And it frustrates me because we, this keeps happening to us and it gives fuel to people who actually do dislike Star Wars and it makes it harder for us to defend the stuff we love. And all we're trying to do is root for this stuff and hope we see more of it. And I hope they figure it out. And in my opinion, the only way out is you look at the common denominator and it's leadership. And I don't think they have the right person in place to lead this thing. Yeah. And I've said before, too, that... uh you know, sometimes the, I, I did that whole thing where like certain things were announced and they haven't been canceled yet and all that. And I, and I got into all those details. But the thing is, is like you can't you're taking advantage of your audience if you're announcing things and then saying like, well, we did release that 10 years after the fact or whatever. If so much time goes by and you're not giving any updates or anything or like explaining why it's on hold or whatever, um, I know you're trying to keep things close to the chest and you have a lot of money involved, but it, it it probably should not have been announced in the first place. And we saw reports of that where remember it was like so-and-so told Kathleen Kennedy to stop announcing things and all this. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't like it when movies the, I think the only person who can say I'm going to do that movie and it doesn't come out for a decade is James Cameron. <laughs> Cause I'm right. like, when it comes out, it'll be great. And I can pretty much guarantee that it will come out. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, or Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's just, it's very rare that like, or Greta um, Gerwig. you can, you can say, you know, we're going to do Captain Marvel seven uh, before we even see Captain Marvel two, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's nuts. And we should probably move on. Cause we got a lot of stuff to talk about, but this is just a, it's a sad story and it's just kind of a sad day for the Lando series. I hope that it's able to get itself back on course. And uh, definitely fill up the chat with hashtag ask the resistance questions. Cause we will definitely get to those later. So get those in there. Yep. Uh, we do have one super chat though, right? Lacey. We do. Let me get it pulled up. All right, Freezy's back. Freezy, it wouldn't be an episode of TRB Live without something from you. So Freezy2324, thank you for the super chat, says, do you think episode 10 will be given more of an original trilogy vibe like Rogue One and Mando, or do you think they'll have more of a sequel trilogy feel and look? What do you think, James? Oh, um, I think sequel trilogy feel and look. The original trilogy vibe is only coming, I think, mostly from the stormtroopers and things that you see um, and probably some of the ships to some degree. But I think what's setting that tone is really the just surroundings and the aesthetics of the environment, uh, mm-hmm. whereas when you look at um, some of these other things, I think when you're, you know, what was it, John? You said it earlier, like 10 years past 15, Skywalker, yeah. 15 years past Rise of Skywalker. Not only not only is it more likely to be like the sequel trilogy, but it's almost even borderline 
they're going to do something different with it to even move it into a different era altogether to separate themselves from the sequel trilogy. Um, traditionally we do 20 or 30 years, but 15 years, things could move along and we could see some different advances in the technology, even though Star Wars is like what 25,000 years and they don't seem to move very much very fast at all. But yet somehow during this period of time, 20 and 30 years makes a huge difference in all the technology. They have hyperspace tracking now. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, John, what do you think? Uh, that's a hard thing because James makes a good point. Is it just an aesthetic what thing? What Chang do? Is it how it's shot, <laughs> like with an old school approach? Um, I honestly like to see them, if they're taking it forward um, beyond the Skywalker saga, give it its own identity. Uh, and I don't know what that means in terms of a look and feel. I mean, I assume all the legacy characters are going to be there in terms of the evergreen ones like Chewie, R2, 3PO, BB-8, and all those. And then, of course, Ray Finn. Um, and they'll mention like Luke and stuff like that. He won't be in it. But uh, then beyond that, like uh, maybe like we're done with X-Wings with this era. Maybe there's a new technology and better ships and like do something George Lucas would do, which is create this brand new ship that goes fast and is like a hot rod and like we don't need tie fighters again that was the first order and that was palpatine like give us new small fighters from the villain side of things uh you know i don't know like i would love to just have that new element to it from that perspective so i'm hoping it doesn't have a throwback vibe from the visual aesthetic standpoint let the characters that return be positioned in it something new that that's foreign to them they'll be what's tied to the past but put them in a situation where they're experiencing something the way we are which is a brand new thing and also it'd be cool for merch toys and all that stuff too so mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely feeling like they're gonna go more sequel trilogy vibe i'm hoping that they stick with the practical stuff over cg practical to me always ages the best looks the best and allows um actors and creatures and stuff to engage better uh plus i'm a huge fan of puppets we, we all know that so i mm. will always go for that vibe over kind of cg where you know i think something i saw this past week was samuel jackson was sitting at a desk in an office in the new show what's it called secret invasion secret invasion and it was a shot of him in front of a green screen sitting in a chair and then they basically she cg'd his whole office and i was like okay this is one of those things like yes you could do this but shouldn't you just get him an office? Shouldn't you just hire a production person and like build a set? And as we've seen from Obi-Wan to Andor, like the difference in locations and sets, it, it, it creates such a different experience for the viewer and for the people involved in the project. So I'm hoping they go for more of the sequel trilogy vibe of practical locations over like prequels, which was like all blue green screen. Um, but I still like kind of the Easter eggs and the throwbacks to original trilogy and, uh, I'm a sucker for that fan service stuff. So I'll take both, but yeah, I think I'm interested to see where it goes. I think John's right. I think we could probably see something new when it comes to, uh, vehicles or planets or something like that. But thank you for your question. Yeah. No more sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CG the sand and it won't get everywhere. Right. <laughs> Yes. Well, they gotta dig up those lightsabers and then get away from the set. <laughs> um, guys, do you want to see more of Tamara Morrison in uh Star Wars? Because 
Yes. He seems to think there's a possibility they might be putting Boba Fett on a shelf, as said in a video uh, as he was doing a signing at the uh, London Film and Comic-Con. However, he follows that up with saying, right after this, I'm going out there and uh, we're going to be talking about some stuff. So he sort of alludes to the fact that he's going to continue to be involved in Star Wars, uh, but somebody shouts out, you know, we got to see that book of Boba Fett season two, and he just doesn't comment on it at all. Um, he just sort of says, you know, that uh, he doesn't he doesn't want to see Boba Fett put on the shelf or he doesn't want to see him become the fossil and all that. So um, I don't know, John, what do you think about Tamara Morrison and his comments on his uh, career with Star Wars? I, I like I like this guy. You know, he's been around for over 20 years now. Uh, if you count production, he's been a part of these movies and these uh, stories for 23 years and he is showing no signs of slowing down or not wanting to do it. And anytime an actor wants to be involved and they're really good at playing those roles, I really support that. And I love people wanting to be involved with star Wars. So that's obviously the check first check in my book. Um, but, uh, he, I think he's probably miffed about the, all that stuff that he was saying about, he was supposed to show up in Mando season three. And you know, I don't, I love, to have gotten the full story on that in gallery or something and they didn't do it and that's okay. I'm sure we'll find out at some point. Um, someone's writing a book one day, you know, I don't know who it is. Someone's writing a book, but, uh, and it's too bad. JW Rinsler's not still around cause he would write a great book. Um, but Tamara Morrison, uh, wants to play Boba Fett again. And we know that he wants to play more of the traditional Boba Fett that we knew, um, before book of Boba Fett. And I think he wants to come back and do some of that stuff like we saw when he came back in The Mandalorian. So I, I <laughs> he says he's going there to talk to him. I, I don't think they're filming now because of the strikes. So if he's going there, it's going to be a meeting and it's probably to have lunch and talk to mm -hmm. Jon Favreau and, and Dave Filoni or whatever about how to get him back in the mix. Because I'd be surprised if they do this whole thing, this Mandoverse... Book of Boba Fett's a part of that. And then they do this theatrical movie and not involve Boba Fett. So I think he's got to be involved in that way. I don't know about Boba Fett season two um, or what's going on with Cobb Vanth, but I think he's trying to not force the issue, but make sure that he's still a part of what's happening moving forward. Because I enjoyed parts of, I didn't, it's not my favorite in terms of the book of Boba Fett, but I love him and I love him mm -hmm. as Boba Fett and I liked when he got to do crazy Boba Fett things in like the final episode. So I want as much of Tamara Morrison back because he loves playing and the clones aside, because I guess he may be playing, you know, Rex. I would assume maybe it's a rumor that he's going to be playing in Ahsoka. But yeah. I want to see him as Boba Fett. So I think that's his number one. Like he loves being Boba Fett. And I think that's before that. But that's the most interesting thing about him as an actor it with Lucasfilm is that he can play multiple characters. Technically, if they just, if Boba Fett wasn't well received, they're like, well, that's unfortunate, but we can still keep you around. We can still make you Rex, you know, or, or it's like, say yeah. Rex, the, the story is that Rex gets killed right away or whatever. And they're like, well, if we really wanted to, we could work in as a different clone, <laughs> you know, like they could tell a story where we just meet another clone and he's that age, you know, if they really wanted to do it, they could do it. I mean, we sort of saw it in Obi-Wan. Uh, he shows up just as another clone. So it's like, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with him coming back. I hope that, you know, things happen for him. Um, I don't really think there's a whole lot to take away from his comments that we don't know because we don't know anything about what happened to Boba Fett in 
um, Mandalorian and for the season two stuff. We saw him reciting poems or uh, lines on the beach and then he was never in anything. So something something happened. Um, Lacey, what do you what do you think uh, is going on with Tamara Morrison? Do you think we're going to see him again? I think we're definitely going to see him again. It's just figuring out which clone and or person he's going to play. Um, mm. It is really exciting to hear him even kind of on a side comment, say that he's meeting with John Favreau and meeting with them to see what's next, because I felt really bad for him when he said that he was supposed to get a phone call, never did, because yeah. it was surprising to me as a fan after what we saw with Book of Boba Fett, which was called Mando season 2.5. And then he doesn't show up in yeah. season three. Like, what happened? Where did he go? He wasn't going to help Mando do any of the things that he needed to do. <laughs> like, he came in to save the day in Book of Boba Fett, so you don't think he'd repay the favor later. And the way that Boba Fett at the end of that, you know, series had said, like, okay, I'm ready to go do other things. Good luck, Cobb Vanth. Have a good day. It set it up that he was ready to go on more adventures. And the way that you know, Tem had talked about how he wanted to get back to like the brutal, more savage Boba Fett that we met in Mandalorian first, where he's like, you know, hitting people with knee rockets and pistol whipping stormtroopers. Like that's what when that happened with Robert Rodriguez directing and coming up with the whole concept of how they were going to reintroduce that character, like the for me as someone that never really enjoyed that character, I was all in. I was like, oh, this guy is badass. This is awesome. I can't wait to see what he does next. And then the series was very different. And I'm not saying it was bad because there are definitely things that I enjoyed about the series and I really liked. And like the Pikes, I was like, oh my God, Solo. And like there were so many things that could have happened to explain like all the interconnected kind of syndicates. And uh, but I feel like his character and specifically what Tem loves pl by playing Boba Fett is that he didn't get to be that brutal bounty hunter that is like basically the Mandalorian before the Mandalorian. Right. So he didn't get to play that legend that all of us know and appreciate. Um, so I want him to get that option, that choice, because we've kind of seemed we've seen him be a little bit more tempered. And I think he wants to get out there more. 100 percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, how, well, we got a couple things that have to do with toys here at the end of, mm -hmm. uh, resistance report. One of which is that Lego is doing star Wars, the Mando ween, and it's coming later <laughs> this, this year. Um, <laughs> Lacey, I know you're like our toy port toy person. Um, what, what are your initial thoughts on this? Like kind of small announcement here. What do you think the Mando ween is? <laughs> I think it's just one of those funny specials like they did last year. And I actually liked the Halloween one last year more mm -hmm. than the Christmas one. Uh, I liked the one with Poe Dameron where they go to Vader's castle and it's like this whole, it was cute. It was fun. We watched it on Patreon. Actually, we did like a commentary for it. Mm -hmm. It was, it was fun. And I look forward to watching this too, because Mandoween, <laughs> I do love it. Um, I do feel like Lego stole that from Star Wars fans because our buddy Cal, Cal Baker, he does a big Mandoween display in his house. And he posted, he reposted it today being like, Mandoween, I already celebrate that. And it was like hmm. pumpkins with Grogu's and Mando helmets. And like, it looked awesome. So Look him up on Twitter. I don't know what his account is offhand. Sorry, Cal. Uh, but I search Mandoween and then just keep going back. Luke, until Luke's it Green Saber. 
<laughs> Luke Screensaber. Yep, that's his Twitter handle. But he already celebrated Mandoween, so I was like, "Lego, you gonna you gonna give some credit to <laughs> to Kyle?" Kyle's gonna um, get a, a giant box of loose Legos at his house. Like, <laughs> if there's you. a box for Mandoween, Kyle better get it because yeah. he's already all set, and I can't wait to see what he does this year. And I, that's the stuff that I love about fandom in general is like people are so creative and. Uh, I love decorating for holidays, especially Halloween and Christmas, but Christmas more than anything else. So uh, I'm just pumped to see it. These things are for kids. They're, they're to make you laugh and have a good time. And that's what I'm all about. So uh, I'm in. Um, Did we, is it, are these all for sure? Like the movies and stuff that they're doing? Is that what that was? It's at their San Diego. These are all like, yeah, but I didn't know if like some of these things were like Mando Ween is coming. So expect like, lego toys that have to do with this or something no oh i see what you're saying is it a toy or is it a movie i took it as a movie but it could totally be toys it seems like the way that the picture is it says coming attractions which makes it seem like it's a like a a film or or right because they did brick is they their booth looks like blockbuster but they Mm -hmm. did it lego themed it's actually super creative and one of the best booths i've seen this year so it looks like with the brick outside and it's got movie posters on it and it looks like a blockbuster, but it's Brickbuster and it's Lego. Yeah. Um, but when I look at the sign, James, it does say like Lego Masters season four. So, so it just me, seems like all of their like media. Yeah. Yeah. Lego so media. it might be toys, but to me, it looks like streaming stuff. Yeah. I just didn't know. I When you say the name, it's like it seems also like kind of reminds me of what Hasbro does sometimes where they're just like. Yeah. Mando um, Mondays. Yeah, yeah, they sort of like just Mm -hmm. come up with a thing that sort of targets like specific releases and Lego's a toy company, but you're right. They do a lot of this stuff and that's probably exactly what it is. John, any thoughts on uh, Mando? Mando Mando (laughs) Ween. I keep Uh, saying Mando Ween. Oh, yeah. I I liked the Lego holiday special. I thought that was cute. Um, My kids like it. Um, I like the Halloween one too. I thought that was fun. So I like seeing my kids enjoy that stuff. And I got a kick out of some of it because they do like uh, you guys are saying some fun Easter eggs and references and callbacks. And it's not to be taken seriously, which is always nice. So I'm all about it. And the, the title alone makes me giggle. So let's go. Let's I can use more giggles in my life. So let's do that. I'm kind of surprised um, it took this long for them to do a Mando one. Well, Grogu appeared in a bunch of the shorts that they put out for the Lego stuff, but you're right. Yep. He didn't get front and center on this. Um, he was in the, uh, not the Halloween one. Oh, maybe the, maybe it was, but he was uh, in the holiday, Christmas one. The holiday Christmas back one. In time. Yeah. 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 They like fall through his world and it's like, do, 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 do. And then yeah. they like, yeah. Fall through. And then she's yeah. like, oh, like he has yeah. that little moment. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm, de- um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Well, we mentioned Hasbro too, and we actually got, uh kind of some cool pictures and video mm-hmm. and stuff from one of our patrons uh sneaky zebra who was able to kind of represent us at san diego comic-con for the hasbro breakfast um where they made uh or they showcased a lot of new things that are coming and that included um young jedi adventures and the mandalorian and even indiana jones some really cool stuff and uh we got lots of pictures to follow us on social media if you want to see um are like exclusive photos. Thank you again, sneaky zebra. Um, but John, what are your thoughts on, uh, some of the stuff that was announced there and what we can look forward to? Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of merch. Uh, I believe some of the early figures are those, those custom where you can put your face on a, yeah. So they're still Mm -hmm. really pushing the selfie series. And this was, 
I believe with San Diego Comic-Con this weekend is the first time that people really get to try it out in the, the next I was this like, is like phase two. those people and then I'm like oh wait I know what that is yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm like there's sunglasses now on Mandalorians yeah. that's pretty cool mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. no but yeah the Indiana Jones stuff uh looks really cool um I I mean they do a really good job with a lot of the merch they make for star wars i think my biggest issue has always been that you know we've gone over this but the delays and all that sort of stuff but i i'm not the biggest collector so i'll pass it to you guys uh Mm -hmm. i think everything looks cool looks fun i like the idea of those custom figures because i think that'd be cool for someone to want to have like their face on a stormtrooper or or a mandalorian so i think that's all pretty cool but uh, i'll leave it to you guys the longer I hear Lacey's opinion on this stuff, I look at it and I go, we're getting an Axe Woves helmet. Like that's more in demand than a Kylo Ren figure. <laughs> or because a James, as, yeah. we always, yeah. as I always say, it's cheaper to just reuse the mold yeah. and uh, paint it. And that actually is coming from someone that worked at Lucas or works, currently works at Lucasfilm as they once tweeted that out. I won't say who it is to save them the uh, the flack, but they did say like, sometimes it's just cheaper to reuse the mold than to make a brand new one. So that's yeah. why they, you mm. get a lot of repaints because it's easier to repaint something. And uh, that I mean, there was that. I was like, okay, and Young Jedi Adventures, that makes sense, but you know, it's not really- The talking nubs, can't wait to see our, what it says. Yeah, demographic there. And yeah, then yeah. The, the Jones thing was the only other thing. And I was like, all this stuff is from- older movies none of it's from dial of destiny and then i was like oh yeah they do they have two characters from dial of destiny um sitting there and it just kind of reminded me of the discussions that we've had with like well they knew this movie was coming out why didn't they put like all the new care you know why didn't they get that going i don't know maybe those characters wouldn't sell anywhere near as much so they'll probably never get toys but um, I kind of yeah. uh, was buzzing off of having gone to see Dial of Destiny again last night. So like watching the movie with my family and stuff, and we're walking and we're talking about it. And then I see the toys come out and it's just like him and Helena Shaw. And I'm like, oh, OK, you know, <laughs> all the characters are great in that movie. I would have loved to see more of them. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they have a lot coming out right now, but this is also the breakfast before. So when they, because I've been to this breakfast before, the one time I've gone to San Diego, I was invited, and this time we got invited, which is so nice. So thank you for Hasbro for inviting us. It really means a lot when we get to see these things and take part in these events. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's a lot of stuff that's already out, and or a couple things that really been announced, like the Young Jedi Adventures stuff, which is mm-hmm. understandable. That's age appropriate things. It's we're getting into Christmas time soon, so people are picking stuff up for their kids. Um, that makes me really happy because. I'm one of those people, and I know these guys agree with me because they're the ones that usually are asking the same questions because they have kids as well, is like, what are you making for kids? Like, because kids kind of get over, passed over when it comes to these kind of collecting things because they get not only priced out, but some of the stuff just isn't made for them. Um, Whereas these new Young Jedi Adventures things, like that show is for them, those characters are for them, and so the toys then also reflect that as well. Um, which don't get me started on like, I saw a lot of people get boxes for young Jedi adventures, but I didn't see a lot of kids get those boxes. So (laughs) I would just give a little bit of a critique of maybe when you're promoting kids toys, you send them to kids because they're actually going to play with them and get to enjoy them uh, instead of people with no kids. Um, but that being said, I think, 
you know, the droidables things are cool. They're like little droids that you can move and they make noises. Um, mm -hmm. The Mission Fleet Ahsoka kit, like the Mission Fleet things in general are always like really awesome. And they've been super detailed with like the Mandalorian. So I'm, it's no surprising that it's not surprising they're making it for Ahsoka as well. I'm interested to see what other Ahsoka stuff's coming out soon, but we probably won't get those until they next had year. one particular figure where I looked at it and without like putting together that it was promotion for the show Ahsoka, right. I looked at it and thought that looks like the Ahsoka Ahsoka. Does that make sense? I like recognize so it, it is as the from, Ahsoka. It is for the, from the show. It, it is from the show because it yeah. has. So I think honestly, it looks like the one from Mandalorian. However, oh, really? the box is the Ahsoka show box. Like the pack yeah. packaging itself has like the Ahsoka show logo on it and everything. Okay. So you're saying, you're saying something kind of different than what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. when I saw it without realizing that it was promotion for the thing, I looked at it and said, Oh, that doesn't look like Mandalorian. That looks like Ahsoka. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, it is. I see the box. It is for Ahsoka. It looks like the Ahsoka Ahsoka to me. And I don't know what the difference is oh. really, but I, <laughs> I recognized it as a new toy because she looks like she does in the trailer or something. I don't know. No, I agree with you. I think that one definitely looks like the Ahsoka we're going to see in the TV show, but they definitely have a couple different Ahsoka figures. They have the Mission Fleet one and the figure you're talking about, which are more on the Ahsoka series side. Mm -hmm. Then they have a baby version of Ahsoka, which is from, uh, what's the name of the show that was on Disney Plus? I'm blanking. Oh, the Jedi um, one. Cl Clone War Adventure or... No, it's like Jedi um, Tales, Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. That, yeah, Tales yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. So they're doing a <laughs> Clone Wars Adventures. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. We're just making up shows now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have a new line of like those like really adorable bounty hunter toys that they've had with Grogu where they have him in the helmet and he's eating and he's doing all like the collectible versions. They're now kind of weaving in Ahsoka with that as well. And they have like a baby Ahsoka, they have a loth cat, and then they also have BB-8 and um, Chopper. So they have those mixed in. You're seeing a lot more Chopper too, I've noticed throughout their products, which is great because everybody loves Chopper. Mm -hmm. um, they have a headpiece for Ahsoka that talks and whatnot, which is cool for kids. It reminds me of the Padme headpiece from like the 90s when <laughs> the Venice came out. She had like the, it's like the one-sided mm -hmm. hairpiece <laughs> that people wore for Halloween. It looks like that to me, but I get that. I wonder if they'll do that for Hera too. Like if Maybe. she'll have like the co cockpit goggles and then like the Probably. a headpiece yeah yeah that would be cool um but overall i'm i'm interested to see what they announce at san diego comic-con so before my tangent about sending toys to kids because i think that's important <laughs> before that tangent what i was trying to say is san diego comic-con has just really kicked off so we haven't really gotten through the weekend yet and they haven't announced what's coming like the new Haslab. there's been rumors of an ewok village there's been rumors of a ghost crew Haslab. I think if I was Hasbro, I would lean towards ghost crew because you yeah. have Ahsoka coming out and plus Rebels fans would love to pick that up. Um, I think we're out of the Return of the Jedi anniversary at this point. So Ewok Village would be cool, but I feel like it would be further than when they should have announced it. Like they should announce that last year going into this year. And it kind of feels like a little bit of a new toy where it's like, I feel like collectors have Ewok villages. They do. They, really they have originals. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm interested to see what they announce for the HasLab and any other figures they come out with. Um, but again, I don't know how production delays and or writing delays and or acting delays 
are going to impact also these toys because if they can't talk about them and the right. productions get delayed, then the toys are also going to get delayed. So, hmm. yeah. And speaking of uh, Comic-Con too, we're starting to see some of the other publicity that they have for Ahsoka because we saw, I, I at least I saw, there's probably other pictures too, but like there was like, they had the live action Loath Cat on display. It yeah. looks great. lightsaber. Like her lightsaber, her costume, well, which is hers, actually yeah, from this figure yeah. that we just saw for Hasbro. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, and they have Chopper too on, on display with the wall that they had at Celebration, that kind of Rebels mural yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, look cool. Some, some pretty cool stuff. Um, but we will talk about any new stuff that comes out of Comic-Con next week. As for now, we're going to wrap up the resistance support and we're going to move into our next section. What do we got, Lacey? All right, guys, it's time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? All right, I'm back to hosting the segment for right now Hooray. <laughs> so ask the resistance you guys got star wars questions hopefully we've got some pretty good star wars answers so you guys sent them in you can keep sending them in i don't know if we'll get to them but please do with hashtag ask the resistance in the chat just so it lets me know that you're asking a question but we're actually going to kick it off with a super chat so thank you aaron so much for the super oh, chat awesome. awesome to have you on the show he said why are maul's horns short long in spider form and then short again are Zabrak horns like toenails? And he forgot to trim them. I'm going to kick this off with James. James, what do you think? I've never thought about it or quite noticed that. That's an interesting thought, uh, considering that would be probably the time that he like sort of let himself go. And that probably, honestly, realistically, I think there's no canon answer for it. It probably was just an animation choice to to come up with some way to make him look uh, older and like, like he let himself go um, during mm -hmm. that period, kind of crazy, uh, mm -hmm. maybe scarier than he was. So the legs uh, would, you know, be additionally mirrored on his head. Um, like his mind is out of control too. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I, I don't, I don't know that that is true uh, about his species, but I, you know, that's a good thought. <laughs> if that's, that's a good way to say it. I would like to see maybe some more Zabrak with like interesting horn designs. Like they've let them grow, two of them grow long, the other ones are short or something. That would be kind of interesting if they wanted to go that route. Interesting. John, do you have any thoughts on that? Or are you going to let James answer that one? That works <laughs> for me. Okay, me too. Awesome. Aaron, thank you so much. <laughs> thank uh, you, Aaron. I think James gave a good answer. So, all right. So now we're going to head to Semperfy Danny. And this is a the tricky, tricky one. <laughs> tricky. Uh, this is a tricky one because this is definitely something that's come up over the past week. Bob Iger's been in the news a lot. Well, Bobby's got to uh, be careful what he says. Um, and she asks, should Disney sell Lucasfilm to Apple? Now, for those that don't know that have been kind of busy this week, I understand. It's been rumored amongst many outlets that Bob has openly said to people that he is preparing Disney to sell to Apple. Now, this came up a couple of years ago, then it went away. It's back again. Um, so I'm going to kick this off with John. John, should Disney sell Lucasfilm to Apple? I am punting this question to Monday because <laughs> I had this weird cosmic feeling <laughs> that it might appear in one of our segments <laughs> on the Monday show. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on Monday. 
Yeah, right, Simple so, Danny, we're going to have to wait on that one because we have some thoughts, but it's part of the of, it, show. It's that a we great, have of prepared. course, it's a great, great question. <laughs> uh, and I like the hashtag to Danny. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I also set that up just to plug our Monday show. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to head over to Bradley. Thank you, Bradley. He says, what is your confidence level of the James Mangold Star Wars movie? I'm nervous. And he did the merv- nervous like emoji like, oh, I'm going to go to John. This one, John, you went to the Indiana Jones premiere. You loved Indiana Jones. You yeah. stuck by it online. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't have, but I'm just saying. So. What are your thoughts? Should people be nervous? Uh, no. I, I mean, unless Disney and Lucasfilm are crazy, like a lot of movies aren't doing that great at the box office right now. I don't think Indiana Jones was marketed well at all. I mean, compare that to the marketing they've done for Barbie. Like they they buried Harrison Ford's face in the shadows of a poster and they relied on nostalgia. They, I think there was like an Applebee's commercial like they didn't do anything creative Harrison to try Apple, to get. Was there? I think so. so it, was like, it was like spend thirty five dollars at Applebee's and you can go see Indiana Jones. So, <laughs> so I think that's seriously. a brilliant piece of advertising because <laughs> Bennett has been talking about it nonstop, and because we thought it was funny, we've been repeating it to people over and over and over again. Bennett, tell them, tell them what they could buy if they go to Applebee's, and he's like, "Oh, you just have to do thirty five dollars, you can go see Dial of Destiny." <laughs> I mean, he's been repeating the advertisement and we've been engaging with it. That's oh, so James, James is the keep, one person. That's yeah, keep, keep marketing exactly how you are, because <laughs> we got Bennett's money and no one else's. No, I, I agree with you, John. I think Barbie, as that someone funny, that's though. in marketing and has been in marketing for like 15 years, Barbie is a prime example and will be studied for years after this of like the best marketing I've seen for a movie in a really long time. Like they knew their audience. And I think the only thing that really stood out to me recently as like a really good marketing take was Disney did a haunted mansion listing on Zillow.com for like haunted mansion being for sale. And like they had pictures Mm -hmm. from the set and like a whole story of how it's haunted and where it's located and all the stuff that I thought was creative they really didn't do that for Indiana Jones. I'm gonna be honest. Like they, they didn't do anything like do that. Do anything, yeah. Whereas, I think they did just like typical movie promotion. But you would think that something as big as they Indiana banked Jones on Harrison would Ford have thing. that. Yeah. They banked uh, on creative. Harrison Ford, yeah, and Indiana Jones. And mm-hmm. I think that unfortunately, I feel like Lucasfilm keeps doing this. Is that they're banking on? Oh well, people love this, so. Yeah, and it's so, like okay, well, I'm not the person you have to convince to spend your money. So different, you have to convince like, the guy that goes to Avatar six times that doesn't care about Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. So, my like my answer about this is, you know, James Mangold is a great filmmaker, and he wants to make Star Wars. You you make that movie. Um, you can make that movie without three hundred and fifty million dollar budgets and still make mm-hmm. a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not worried about. If Jim, James Mangold still wants to make the Star Wars movie, I don't see how that doesn't happen unless they crater the movies again or something. But I, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's I have more confidence in that movie than any of the other movies. So that's a good answer. All right. James, how do you feel? Um, or do you think that's a good answer? Well, I, I've said before that out of the three movies that they announced, I think that his has the most likely to like sort of just go away or disappear. 
Because mm. I don't think you can, after you announce Daisy Ridley and you're saying you're going to continue that story on, that seems pretty evident. And you've also been, you also have content that already exists similar to uh, episode seven, eight, nine. The content already exists and you're saying you're going to continue that into, you know, Dave Filoni's movie or whatever. Those two things seem like they're just, if they don't happen, then something wrong is going on but the right. other one it sort of feels like they could easily get away with like oh well uh james mangold's so great and we want to work with him and and you know and and it just sort of just kind of didn't happen you know or whatever mm -hmm. it could sort of just go away um that's the only reason i would be scared of that because that happens a lot with lucasfilm uh that things just sort of disappear as we talked about earlier uh it's still happening but then never does uh, but as far as James Mangold, the director, and th they would sort of move away from the project because of him, not, I don't think any chance at all. I think they had a great time with him on Indiana Jones. I think they're happy with the you know way it's performing and how the movie turned out and stuff. And if and like John said, if he wants to make Star Wars, then you've got someone you want on your team to make Star Wars. So I mean, he's the best direct. He obviously he's the best director out of the three they announced. Yeah, even if and, you don't like him and that's coming from the person of the three of us that was like oh gosh it's the colin trevorrow curse so out of the if, three that were announced he has I'm the three directed of us. a film before yeah you've brought out you've of brought the three up. that were announced <laughs> yes <laughs> he right. has directed a movie before can you can you imagine <laughs> a successful movie that's no movie. a movie oh, that <laughs> Just, <too. yeah. laughs> neither dave filoni or um i can't think of her name off the top of my head uh Charmaine obeyed Charmaine Genoy, yeah, yeah. Tommy Wiseau has directed more movies than Dave Filoni and Charmaine obeyed Chinoy collectively. A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna take on one more. Um, and this is a little bit there's a caveat to this because Matt, thanks for the super chat. We really appreciate it. You're the best. Uh he says, Hey TRB, judging from the trailer, do you think Ahsoka is leaning too much towards Rebels fans versus general audiences? Matt, I feel like you and Danny, I might have like told you something before the show and you guys just did you No. Oh, but, but you guys are just two in our heads. And this is actually part of our discussion, if not pretty much the discussion for Monday. Um, so this is a great question. I just wanted to give you a shout out and say you're awesome. Thank We're you, on Matt. the same wavelength, dude. And yeah. you're going to get your answer on Monday in great detail. Uh, so once again, plug in Monday show. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. But we'll do one more question you, after this. Um, all right. I think we've talked about this before, but why not? Caroline, how's it going? How are you? She asks, guesses for villains for Ray's movie, Force users or normies? John? Stith Grogu. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Stith Grogu? Sith Grogu. Oh, I thought you meant like, all right. He's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got you. Got to have force users. We got to have some fun. Let's go. Well, they're doing the Thrawn thing for the villain in the Mandoverse, so I think you know they got to go back to some sort of force users. Um, doesn't have to be Sith, but I think there's like do some new show us some new dark side powers. We saw the lightning. We're John's cool the already booked this. Caroline and what he's booked is that you're going to see someone digging up the lightsabers and that's they're going to get like, yeah they're going to get dug up dug up hmm. and that's gonna be like dun 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 who has the lightsabers right and someone's gonna say it's Luke Skywalker 
Could be. <laughs> Imagine if someone's digging up the lightsabers and all, it's a black hooded figure and all of a sudden they light up their lightsaber and it's Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 65 didn't do all that well either, so you never know. <laughs> could you imagine i think john if we did a reaction for that and that happened john would be just going no (laughs) are you kidding i would love for kylo ren to come back would you though kylo ren yes would oh yeah (laughs) would you though good good boy ben although romantic no Imagine, imagine the switcheroo if it was a hooded figure with Kylo's lightsaber, but it was just someone that went and got his lightsaber that he threw into the water. But oh, everybody the... thought it was Kylo Ren. And it's just this evil guy going around collecting lightsabers. General Grievous. They literally just showed yeah. the clip that wasn't in Force Awakens of him with the hood and the thing in the forest. <laughs> it is, it's just in the new movie, and they're like, "That's the same clip." They're like, "But it's actually in the movie this time." So Kylo <laughs> you Ren's back. You'll see. You'll see. People are doing the same thing again about the Inquisitor. People are now saying that that's Ezra. And I'm just like, we said that. Times- we were joking about yeah, that. I see people online doing or, it. Sorry, again. you guys were joking about it. I was in the chat. We're joking, joking about, about it. it, but people are actually doing it now. And it's like one of these times they're going to be right. But I really hope they're not. because I actually do think the Inquisitor is Ezra, but. Oh, that would be so horrible. Oh. God. partially because mm. i want john to just be like now oh uh, yeah let's just oh let's be so creative and keep turning our our good boy jedi into evil people that's that's what we i think need. um to to, to go back to this question <laughs> i think we need to see where ahsoka goes when they have force using villains that aren't sith um and see kind of where that takes us and how the audience feels about it before we can start to get a feel on maybe what they're going to do with episode 10 um right but i think i think it's fair to say that the villain will probably be force users but i tend to lean towards i i've said this before i tend to lean towards like they might be even at the age that she is this still kind of leaning on uh ray being more like a mentor character and then maybe bringing in other kids to be like sort of somewhat lead characters mm-hmm. if you will i know jude like skeleton crew is an example i know jude law is like the lead of the show but like i feel like the show is going to be about the kids you know and he's going to be there too i don't feel like the show is about him and also there's these four background kids you know it's about the kids i think um so i think that's maybe where the direction of the movie could go too because it would be about the school and and stuff it wouldn't just be like her and john boyega like hanging out i think there's going to be the other characters that are important that are probably a lot younger I'm going to go with force users is probably who they're going up against. I doubt it's going to be like pirates or something. Cause I'm like, what are the stakes? You know? Yeah. It's gotta be someone that matches Ray's ability and or has the ability to defeat her. That's what makes it scary. Yeah. Like, and it can't just be like a giant her. army either because we've done it so many times. It's an army again. So James I'm- says it's going to be star Wars episode 10. It's for the kids. it's for the shoddy that's their biggest challenge is going to be creating new formidable villains that are villains that don't need to be brought back to the light side i just want bad people to match the the level of a palpatine or vader and that's their biggest challenge is to give us a new villain post episode nine that lives up to that level of fear and terror and coolness 
I think we need a soundboard on the show that we can hit the no, no, no. (laughs) I think we technically can't. uh, No, I can't. can't. (laughs) Caroline, thank you for your question and all the questions. You guys had really, really good ones this time. Um, Not that they're not good normally. I don't want to be mean, but Danny. I was going to say too real quick. I wanted to shout out the movie Smile because they had a lot of good promotion too, if you remember. I was going to yeah, say it when we were talking about it. Baseball games and go. Yeah, there was Ew. like three Only really big things that they did that were like showing up just in general social media and, and public presence. And I was like, it's that same movie. <laughs> like, wow, they're going really out of the way. Yeah. So uh, I, I love a good, good marketed movie. I, I just mm. feel like anytime I see someone, I'm like, oh, it's such a good idea. But mm-hmm. Barbie's been killing it. You can't say anything yeah. bad about Barbie marketing. I can't wait to see it. I am so, so hyped. Mission Impossible is dropping the ball, too. Really? Like, it doesn't even feel... Ball. No, I'm not saying anything about the movie. I'm saying the marketing. I feel oh, like it, it's mm. it's out. It's out in theaters, and I'm still like... when That movie feels like it's like three months away. Yeah, well, it doesn't like it help. It doesn't feel like it's done, done, yeah. in your face, right? Go to theaters now. The only problem is you have your main star is saying that he's not going to support the SAG picket line. So that's the bad oh, marketing. Yeah. He said getting. that? Yeah. Mm. They asked him to join the picket From line. From space. <laughs> as, he's, <laughs> as he's in space. They he's asked like, him to join I'm the here. Line. I'm shooting. <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, I don't know. He wouldn't sign on to do that, but he would try to help in other ways. And they're like, we need you here. He's like, that. I already saved the movie industry once. I can't do it again. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. And it's an impossible I, mission. That I, can't, I won't I can't, see the other one. I though, choose because... not to accept. <laughs> I won't see the other one though, because, and this... I agree. Oh, Frank said this in the chat and it's totally true. Deadpool two had some of the best marketing. I agree. Deadpool has oh, always right, had yeah. amazing marketing and I can't even tell you how Three's many presentations I've given. Deadpool three has had great marketing already. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yep. I remember I showed a, a shot of uh, what's his name, Hugh Jackman and his Hugh no Hugh Jackman in his outfit, and Matt was like, "Well, it's black and yellow, so it's not really right." And I, I like went and found a different picture. I was like, "It's definitely yellow and blue." And he was like, "Oh, it's okay. yellow and blue." Now I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, this, thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate it. And back to John. This podcast episode will self destruct in five seconds. <laughs> um, oh, Danny, Danny, and Matt, stay tuned for your answers on Monday. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about those. And and to anyone who submitted questions, I'm going to get to them. Uh, thank you. Keep them coming. That's so awesome. We really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to everybody for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the to the podcast because we put out two episodes every week. And of course, then our Patreon too. You know, if you want more podcasts, we do exclusive episodes on our Patreon. So uh, if you'd like to support us and you're able to, I know times are tough. Uh, but if you are able to head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, $5 a month gets you in the base. You get to submit topics for the shows. You get to watch exclusive episodes. We have a discord server, check out the ranks and support us if you're able to. And a big shout out to our generals and spice runners, Carmelo, John Reese, Jenna Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, who popped in the chat. So before, good to see you, Mike. Uh, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra. Thanks for repping us at the breakfast. We appreciate it. 
Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. Uh, thank you all so, so much. Uh, we'll be back Monday with another episode. For me, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and my movie pod, Just Like the Movies. Uh, obviously, I had a hiatus. I'm sure a lot of you know by now why. Um, but uh, we'll be back doing our Titanic episode soon. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on threads now. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? That's the big question. Um, also on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And I have a backlog of videos that are coming because I've been going through my own personal stuff. We're not going to get into it, but. Thank you for the support. I'm feeling better. Um, and it's good to be back. Good to have you back. James. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and threads all at Meyer Trunks. Pretty yes. Easily. I'm on threads too, but it's just, I'm so tired, <laughs> guys. It's not a great social media yet. Yeah. It's a place yeah. to go and post something. I'm on Blue Sky it's too. Not. Yeah, oh, I'm on like, Blue Sky. Yeah, I think we're on both of them. Or yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, thank you all. Enjoy your weekends. Uh, stay so cool. We hope your summers are going great. And we hope you enjoyed a little spiciness here. Because clearly, if you the, nar- the narrative that turned out for this episode was we support actors and creators. And pasties. Studious. Yeah. Yes, that. <laughs> always that. And Lady Proxima. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next time right here on TRB. See you around, kids.